races, creeds, nationalities, and gender fluency. You are now listening to me, 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 me. I am so lying. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the ish that we thought. I am Lily, the host of this show. I am with, who I am always with, um, the person who pushes all the bells and whistles. Um, without her, we would not have this show. Why do I say it all the time? Because it is absolutely true. Let's give a round of applause for Lindsay. Hello, everyone. How's it going? And again, this is the ish that we talk. Check this out, people. You can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, for my Twitch people, we're on Twitch now. Yes, we are. I hope y'all tune in. Hope y'all love what we do. Um, do what y'all got to do to keep us moving. Um, if you're on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review so we can continue to give you ish that we talk but back to business how is all you ugly motherfuckers doing <laughs> well i don't know how the ugly motherfuckers are doing but i'm well how about yourself <laughs> i can't complain i'm slowly but surely getting things done at the house um i just got new doors as you can see mm-hmm. i'm going to put them on um sometime this weekend or probably monday um i finally got the towel done in the bath i mean not in the bathroom but in the kitchen finally got that completed knobs and door handles and all sorts of bells and whistles that i need it is slowly but surely getting finished cool cool that's good to hear it's good to hear always like progress yes 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 but that's all about me. Uh, Lindsay, how's your health? How's your wealth? Um, what has been going on lately? Um, I'm well. Yeah, not too much going on over here. <laughs> um, do have a funny thing to say. <laughs> um, so I um I took my nephew and his friends to uh worlds of fun this morning and so i was like when we got in the car i was just like you know um what do y'all know about tupac they only really heard of him they they didn't know too much or nothing um so i gave them a little crash course on tupac and his mama and then uh i was playing his music so of course, I had to play Hit Em Up because it's like the best song ever, right? Right. <laughs> so, you know how he snaps at the end, right? Yeah. Just snaps. And my nephew was like, he sounds serious. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he's dead ass. He's dead ass. So, I cracked up when he said that. Because he said it with a straight uh, face and everything. He was like, he sounds serious. <laughs> the youth the youth will never understand the type of energy that was around when yeah. Tupac Shakur was alive. Yeah. 
Yeah. They didn't even know he was dead. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah. They heard... um, CJ heard Hail Mary. And then... um, there was another song I played that he that he said he heard, but like that was it, and I was just and when when Hail Mary played and he said he knew that I was like that now that makes sense because of who your mom is, yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, because yeah, I'm like she stays in '90s rap, so yeah, I was like that would make sense for you to know that one, but um, but yeah, they didn't they didn't know too much or nothing. And then I played I Ain't Mad At You. And um, I told them the story about how we uh, thought that was eerie as hell, the video. Yeah. And so he was like, well, pull up the video. So I pulled up the video. And he was like, yeah, I, I get it. I get why y'all thought that. So, but yeah. But yeah, but they didn't, they didn't know nothing. Like, I had to tell them about the whole story between him and Biggie. The East Coast, West Coast. They never heard about the East Coast, West Coast rivalry. And, yeah. It's just, it's wild. It's wild to see it in the eyes of these teenagers now that just don't know too much or nothing about something that was huge in our life. And I had to tell them, I was like, all this stuff happened in my eighth grade year. Like, these people died. Like, this whole rivalry was going on. All of this happened eighth grade. So, yeah. And they about to be sophomores. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember um, going into the ninth grade, still talking about uh, Tupac dying, and then Biggie dying, and we seen it all on MTV, and we was like, "Holy fucking shit!" Yeah, yeah. I told them all that, and I was just like, you know, he died first, and then Biggie died, and all that was eighth grade for me. And you know. Still to this day, literally today, my mama still says he ain't dead. You know what? I love your mama. <laughs> Shout out to Auntie for still, you know, keeping that alive because uh, I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, it was, and that was rapping for a long time. And I remember uh, at one point in my life, um, Eminem said one of uh, a couple of the uh, coldest bars I ever heard in life when he said hip hop ain't been the same since Tupac went to Cuba home. And I was <laughs> like, God damn. <laughs> I said, I, man, the, the audacity of this white boy to be so fucking accurate. It doesn't make any sense. That is hilarious. That is hilarious. You know, uh, <laughs> Glenn says, uh, Tupac is in Cuba. <laughs> See? <laughs> but, you know, you know, um, people are still keeping keeping that alive. I didn't realize that that was Eminem's favorite rapper until I watched the yeah. documentary with him, um, the Tupac documentary about him and his mama. Did you watch that? I ain't watched that one. Oh, you got to watch it so we can talk about it. It's really good. It's a five-part docuseries that FX put out, but it's on Hulu now. So, yeah. Um, and they did it really good. Because I was I was kind of I was kind of hesitant because I was thinking, they was, of course, they was going to lean more on Tupac. 
but they did Afeni really well. So I mean, yeah, she should be represented. Um, yeah, like really, really, uh, really in high standards. Like uh, yeah, uh, recipe to Miss Afeni Shakur. She was a uh, she was an amazing woman. Um, through all of the trials and tribulations she went through, she right. was still an amazing woman. Right, right. Because I even told I even told the boys a little bit about her and about the case that she won. And I was like, and she wasn't a lawyer. And they was like, really? I was like, yeah. Now she, she represented wasn't. her motherfucking self. I remember that young. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I was telling her. I was like, she represented herself and the others and got everybody off. And yeah. I was like, she's dope. I, I, and then this is the crazy part about this. This is why we need critical race theory in the school system. Because they didn't even know anything about the Black Panthers. They thinking I'm talking about Marvel. I was like, yeah, no. So I had to like, you know, give a brief one, two sentence synopsis on the Black Panthers. So yeah, all this in a 20 minute car ride to Rosa Fun. (laughs) So yeah. Which is is so, especially in this city. If a lot of people don't know, one of the most uh, phenomenal Panthers came up out of this city. And it's still alive today. Shout out to Pete O'Neill. Um, Pete O'Neill was facing um, jail time because of being a Black Panther and gun charges. He fled to Tanzania where he built a school, a compound, and a well. And um, everybody uh, that is of any type of prominence and um, represents any type of change in the, and, and as far as the Black community to this day, still goes out to Pete's compound. So Mm -hmm. shout out to Pete O'Neill for being um, a Kansas City great and a phenomenal underrated black man. Yeah. Yeah, I think you you have mentioned him before on the podcast. Yeah, because I love the shit out of him. Yeah, so, yeah, but yeah. And I was just like, wow, you know. But, you know... If it's not if it's not in the kids' faces or whatever, they're not gonna know nothing about it. I remember being a sophomore in high school finding out about Emmett Till. So and I went my whole life not knowing anything about him until tenth grade. So that, that, that that's how they, they slowly but surely try to erase us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, just knowing that or whatever, I was just like yeah, we we kind of need to do uh Black History. <laughs> yeah, we kind of need to do Black History on our own because they're they're depending on the school system. It's not gonna happen. Oh, you know, yeah. But yeah, yeah. So that was my that morning. Was, that didn't have nothing to do with what we're gonna talk about. No, today, not at all. <laughs> you know, we just gonna start out left. You know. You know what I'm saying? Welcome yeah, so. to that fucking turn we did real quick. Y'all. Right, right. We pulled up at the gas station. We filled back up. We gonna be, we, we back out. We back out. Right, right. But yeah, so, um, yeah, so, back to the, uh, to the topics that were scheduled for this episode. Right. right. <laughs> um, the first one is, um, motherfucking John Morant. Um, Lord. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so John Moran is a um, professional basketball player that um, 
about a little over a month ago, I think. I don't even think it's been two months. Maybe maybe it has. I don't know. But um, he got in trouble with the NBA for um, having a gun um, on social media. I think he was, like, in a strip club, and they took pictures of him. And, yeah. So, um, he got suspended for a few games or whatever. And he did an interview saying that he um, learned his lesson and, excuse me, he's going to do better in life and um, this, that, and the third. Everything you want to hear. Um, because it was completely a lie, he ended up doing it again. Um, this time, he was in the car with a friend and a friend was on live. It wasn't like it was him. Um, it wasn't like it was a sneak recording. It was a recording that he very much was aware of because he was in the camera showing off the gun again. And I will, yeah. I will say this. Because um, everybody is throwing uh, shots at his friend talking about why these niggas always want to film this nigga. First of all, um, the friend tried to save friend him. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm always from the thing is, nigga, you gotta be smart. Yeah. You gotta be smart. If you if you pay attention to the video, as soon as his man seen the gun, he threw he threw yeah. his fucking phone. Back. Right. That's what I was about to say. The friend tried to save him. So I don't I don't man. blame the friend. That's the reason why I said it the way I said it because it wasn't like a sneak recording. He was very much aware that this man was on live. They were singing a song on live. And he threw the gun up like he didn't know that he would get in the same trouble again. Like, what kind of shit are you doing, sir? Like, oh, what are, you know, back in the day when people turned into, like, gangsters and thugs and whatever label society wanted to put on these people, it was because they were a product of their environment. It was a circumstance, you know. Um, it wasn't something that they strive to do. It wasn't like, uh, what do you want to be, Timmy, when you grow up? I want to be a gangster. No, it was nothing like that. Um, nowadays, that's what people are striving to do. And it's just crazy how the tables have turned. Um, because he doesn't have to be a gangster. He doesn't have to be a thug. He doesn't have to be nothing but a professional basketball player. You know? Um, yeah, he does. I mean, he can be a, he can he can do something positive with his life. I mean, and he didn't grow up in a situation where um, he would be a product of the streets or anything like that. Like, he was Clarence. He was Clarence from 8 Mile. And Clarence's parents have a real good marriage. Like, he was <laughs> like... <laughs> yes! Like, he like, was like real. real facts, though. This right. is real, nigga. That's keeping it a beam. Right. Okay. Sidebar. So my nephew's friend name is Clarence, and I kind of had to stop saying Clarence. Parents have a real good marriage every time I see him. <laughs> but I be itching to say it every time. But, Man, listen. Yeah. And, you know, please stop saying that, especially if Clarence know his whole fucking life is fucked up. You putting a chip on this man's shoulder and you ain't got to. 
they didn't know what the hell I was talking about. We had to pull it up for them, but yeah. But yeah. But anyway, back to John Morant. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's basically who he is. He's fucking Papa Doc. Like, stop. Just, just stop. Like, you don't have to do this. Just stop. Like, so right now he's suspended indefinitely. And, and he should be. Yeah. Um, indefinitely just means like, whatever we feel like bringing you back is when you're coming back. Oh, he ain't coming back. Y'all might as well. He's our version of uh, Gilbert Arenas and our uh, uh, your sister, my brother, their version of uh, motherfucking uh, Spree Will. Um, you did this shit to yourself, my nigga. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, hopefully you can bounce back like, like them two niggas did and try to make money outside of basketball. But we see what happened at Spree Will. Um, Gilbert's still doing good, but yeah. shit. Gilbert has leaned into being the bad guy and has profited from that. So, um, especially when your when your baby mama is diabolical, you actually could turn out to be the better. You know what I'm saying? Even still, even still being on your fuck shit, you can still be the better person. <laughs> yeah. You know, but um, but yeah, uh, I haven't heard of Spree Will since you know he choked his uh his um coach out yeah so yeah um and spree will was he was a shit after with, with the wheels mm-hmm. he even had a shoe deal with dada yeah yeah it was a bunch of shit going for him he had real estate and um he couldn't get off of that fuck shit um because it was back in the day and wasn't any social media so you know that shit still kept coming in, even after he, he started making money outside of that. That that type of attitude uh, that he displayed carried on, and it, it destroyed his business, his business career, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, we're this is what we're watching um, unfold. We're watching the same thing for this generation. Uh, John Morant was just like uh, Agent Zero um, uh, in Gilbert Arenas. John Morant is one of the elite of this uh, of this generation's basketball players, and mm-hmm. um, only thing about Gilbert is Gilbert didn't leave the streets alone, and he knows said because he was from there. Um, Morant, you didn't even have to do that. You, there was no way in the world you waited till you got um, two hundred plus million dollars before you start showing your ass. Now I understand niggas is gonna be niggas. But I, it's a bunch of smart niggas out here. You just a dumb nigga. And I ain't saying dumb like that. Because you could be very intelligent. But with all those book smarts, you just fucking plumb dumb, my nigga. Because why in the fuck do you catch yourself in these situations? These it's are not the a situation. These are the yeah, dumbest. Like, the dumbest. Like, that first time you did it, okay, cool. Um, You go back, you apologize for it, bam. Um. How did you turn around and think you was going to flash another gun and another fucking video? Yeah. Like, what the, you, 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 you not from, you not from that, that kind, man. And I I don't want to talk about nobody because, again, this young man is a phenomenal basketball player. His basketball IQ can't do nothing but grow. And he could possibly be one of the greats. But because of his actions, we probably won't never, ever see that. Yeah. 
And that's the thing. It's like, you just fucking plum dumb, my nigga. Yeah. And a lot of times, plum dumb niggas need to get knocked back on their ass. Yeah. Yeah. Bro. And it's one of them things where I think about it like I was telling my niggas the other day because everybody was talking about how he fucked his uh, career up. I'm like, nah, you got to understand the predicament he as a black man, um, uh, um, as, uh, as far as this situation, not only as a black man, but not a black man who grew up in poverty. Um, he had he had people look uh, uh, looking out for him to go a different way that he let that. Um, mm-hmm. And then on top of that, it's a bunch of people he was supposed to take care of, especially them niggas that was in the video. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you, motherfuckers don't understand, um, when you, when you put in that high esteem of being an elite athlete, um, that comes with baggage. That, that, but that baggage don't mean you got to act like you a gangster. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that, that's the thing that he, he's going to have to learn. Um, nowadays they, uh, teams don't have, uh, uh, certain things that I know they used to have like way back in the day where, um, when they knew they was getting these young wild ass, you know what I'm saying? Niggas like Dennis Rodman going everywhere. They had it. They had a special PR team that was just on them niggas, watching them niggas, monitoring two niggas. If you wanted to do shit, call us first. So we'll make sure this shit don't get out in public. Right. I hate that I'm not saying that like, you know, that's a uh that's a uh, uh a good thing because some of them niggas was doing some wrong shit, but at least these niggas was looking out for these young cats. Yeah. And they ain't got that no more. Now this nigga they, you the grizzly get throwing to the wolves. That indefinitely means you are never gonna touch a basketball again. I don't give a fuck what you talking about. Um now I don't think that he'll never touch a basketball again. I feel like somebody will take a risk on him because he's so much of an elite athlete. But he's he's gonna have to take a pay cut. He will definitely have to take a pay cut. You know, he I might... can guarantee you it's it's gonna be so much uh uh noise about this by the time the uh, next season starts that the NBA is gonna suspend him indefinitely. And that's possible, but um. He might have to go to another league overseas, perhaps. Um, but I don't. He's gonna play with the white. Yeah, yeah. But I, I do, I do think that he still will have a career, but it just won't be the career that he he once had. It ain't gonna be two hundred and eighty million taking care of my niggas. Right. No, it won't be that. Um, Glenn says that boy is on his way to Europe to play soon. Yeah. Yeah. He he gonna feel it. He definitely gonna feel it. And that and that's on him. He did the shit himself. You know what I'm saying? Cause I mean like going back to eight mail, remember when Papa Doc pulled out that gun during that fight and somebody had to grab him and be like, yo. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like he's legit Papa Doc. He's legit probably not. But who got hired on the Grizzlies was Clarence. And Clarence's parents have a real good marriage. <laughs> I'm forever going to say that, and that's forever going to be funny. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it just, it sucks. But, I mean, he did it to himself. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And that's on And, him. um, I'll you extra woke, niggas. 
Yeah. Um, William said he's he Cheddar Bob. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. he, he's definitely Cheddar Bob. If, if he shoot himself, if he shoot himself, I'm gonna give him that title. Yeah. Yeah, but for right now, he's but, Papa um, Doc. But again, to you woke uh, motherfuckers, man. Um, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter um, try to post up a white uh, a white NBA player for uh, posing with his guns, and he never got suspended. Um, two things: one, that white man posted either at a shop where he got the guns or at his own home. Um, for two. Uh, if you're at a shop, that gun can't be loaded, especially while you're taking pictures. They don't even allow that. Uh, for three, let's talk about Ja. Ja had a gun in the club. Uh, for four, Ja had a gun on the passenger side of his best friend's ride trying to holler at me. <laughs> what in the fuck do you think? What's gonna happen? All my woke niggas that, that, that always try to say it's a black thing. Um, ninety percent of this uh, of America, when it comes to uh, 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 us as as people, yeah, it's a black thing. But it's that ten percent that job puts itself in as a nigga that just don't listen. Yeah, yeah, and I mean. And just be and just being one thousand percent real, we already know the playing field is not the same. You know what I'm saying? So why even put yourself in a predicament? And you, I mean, you showing it off like that shit is cute, and you being real reckless with the gun. You know what I mean? Like you showing that gun off in the car, that mother could have went off and shot your friend in the head, and then what? You know what I mean? Because you stunned. And somebody tried, I forgot who I was talking to, but somebody um, tried to say something about, um, well, the gun was, like, registered or something like that. And I was like, and the gun could 1,000% be legal. However, it's the same thing with marijuana and and your job. If your your job says that you can't smoke marijuana, even though it's legal, what you going to do? You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's literally the same thing. So I don't know. Um, I would. I mean, I want to say I hope he learns from this, but shit, we hoped he learned from the last one. <laughs> exactly. At this point, at this point, John, whatever happens to you, you gotta understand that um, it's your fault. You know, right? You, you brought it yourself. And don't blame it on mental issues. I'm so sick of you niggas saying y'all got mental issues. And the truth of the matter is, you just don't fucking listen. You're hard-headed as fuck. And hard-headed niggas sometimes got to get slapped on that ass. Well, um, it's hard. Is being hard-headed a mental illness? No. It's just being hard-headed. <laughs> I think we need to exactly look into that. You know exactly what you're supposed to do. But you chose to do something different. Right, so it could be when you were singing that NBA Young Boy song, and you was in that motherfucker, and you was kicking it, you was throwing up signs, all that shit. In your head, you knew, I got a gun. I just got in trouble for flashing a gun. Don't flash a gun. Don't flash a gun. You know what, nigga? Blah! Hey! Hey! Mm -hmm. You did that shit to yourself. Yeah. 
but one can argue that being hard-headed is a mental illness. And then this okay. is the killer part about this. You rapping the NBA young boy like that motherfucker can walk across the street right now. He can't walk across the street. He on fucking house arrest. So, like, he's not the best role model or person to be reciting lyrics from right now anyway. If we just want to look in. He's on house arrest. Yeah. He's on house arrest in fucking Utah. He can't even talk to his nigga. Unless he got enough money to fly him to him. He's in Utah. I didn't know he was in Utah. He's in Utah. How the fuck do you... How the fuck you get on house arrest in Utah? Well, because he's got a he's got uh people behind him, um, you know, so they pay for him to be on house arrest, and then they also uh, had to capitalize on we still got to make money off this nigga, so um we got to get him away from fucking Baton Rouge. Mm, okay. So we put him way in Utah where he could still be out, still make music, and we still leave off this nigga, but this nigga don't make them dumbass, stupid ass mistakes. He keep doing hanging around them dumb ass, stupid ass niggas that he fucked. Yeah. And that that's the crazy part about that. Like they gotta put you in white man's land for you to not make stupid ass decisions. That is tough. I didn't know he was like, in you Utah. Nigga painting his nails. Uh, that one step where he went golf with the makeup, like, this is how I feel. This nigga going crazy out in that bitch. I would, too. Shit. If I can't walk across the street, I'd be pissed, too. And I I don't think I've ever walked across the street at where I'm at right now, but just the point. That you if I do. want to walk across the street, I could. You know? And I would be pissed if I couldn't. So... But like, yeah. you, nigga, the Utah Jazz niggas ain't even tripping off NBA young boy like that. <laughs> yeah, that's it's uh yeah. Like I said, he ain't the best one to be um reciting lyrics from anyway. But yeah. Anywho. Like Memphis down, man. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, um, enough about that clown. Uh. Yeah. So. And I love you, yeah, man. Get back. Get 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 your shit together. Right. Right. But um, yeah. So, um, also we also want to send our condolences to the family of um Mr. Jim Brown. So um he passed away a couple of days ago. Um, anybody that doesn't know who Jim Brown is, um, Jim Brown is a legendary football player. An actor and an activist. Um, he his name is like um, his name is like synonymous with the Cleveland Browns. Like that's the first person you think of with the Cleveland Browns. I don't even like football, and I know that. You know, like that's the first thing I think of with the. I think of him, and I think of Overton from Living Single because he was a diehard Cleveland Browns fan. So wow, that's yeah. a fun fact. Yeah, that I didn't think a lot of people remember it off of that shit. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He, oh yeah. He was definitely, fuck. He was a Cleveland Brown fan. Right, because him and um him and Kyle was from Cleveland. So yeah, but um yeah, so yeah, his name is like synonymous with the Cleveland Browns. Um, it was actually the Cleveland Browns that announced 
his passing. Um, and then as far as like movies are concerned, he was in a lot of black exploitation movies. Um, he was in I'm Gonna Get You Sucker, and he was in Original Gangsters. Um, those are two movies that I definitely remember him in. And then um, he was an activist. He was um, very influential in the civil rights movement. So, and then um, the movie One Night in Miami that came out a couple years ago that talked about this night that uh, supposedly happened in Miami between uh, Jim Brown, uh, Muhammad Ali, um, Sam Cooke. I, I was waiting because if you didn't, if you missed yeah. Sam Cooke, I was gonna be mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I forgot the last person though. Who's uh, the last? Shit. Yeah, who's the last person? But it's like this. This night was like a big myth on what exactly happened that night or whatever. And so um, they made a movie out of it a few years ago, and it got nominated for a lot of awards. Even got um, Regina. King, she got nominated for um, director, for best director, and I believe this was her first time directing, but um, Idris Hodge, um, a lot of people know him from um, Underground, he played Jim Brown in the movie. Excuse me. What was it called? Um, One Night in Miami. But yeah, it was Sam Cooke, Jim Brown, Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X. Mal- I was about to say, Malcolm I just looked, it was yeah. Malcolm X. Yeah. And that's, yeah, because now it got my uh, head turning. This is when, um, supposedly, um, Muhammad was, I mean, uh, well, at the time, Cassius Clay was yeah. telling them that he was joining the Nation of Islam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, he was still Cassius. So, yep. um, but yeah, like he had, had, he had just had a fight. Like that night, uh, that night was after he had his fight. Like he had that fight that night, so. Yeah, um, but yeah, so um, just want to say rest in peace to him and our condolences to his family and loved ones. Um, do you have any words? Uh, yeah, and uh, disclaimer before I say this because I don't, I, I'm not disrespecting this man at all, but uh, Jim Brown. Amazing athlete. Um, he started off uh, kind of rocky, but a lot of no, a lot of people didn't know that uh, when he when he got famous and he became an activist. And then it came out that uh, he used to beat up on his wife. Mm. Um, yeah. Jim Brown in certain interviews he don't he, he don't like to speak on it. Some interviews he do. Um, from certain things that I do, uh, that I do remember about him when he did speak about it, um, he talked about how, um, you know, he was, a uh, he was almost brainwashed into not loving his own kind. And, and, and that's what he blames it on. And, you know, I can't be mad at him and I'm not going to say he's lying and I'm not going to speak on, on any disrespect because that now, uh, he's an icon and he passed. What I will say is, um, if you grew up where Jim Brown grew up, where uh, the coach that he loved so much wouldn't even let him go into the uh, going to his house, I, I I believe it. I believe it. 
Yeah. And um, I think it was uh, it, he 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 put himself around some good people. Um, and famous, where most people don't do that. When he became a famous athlete, he put himself around certain people that made him change the way he thought. And um, that led to an amazing activist. And we should respect uh, that man for that because, uh, like I said last week, you know, it, it take a, a a special kind of person in the world that uh, give up checks for us. Yeah. I, I don't give a fuck what they past used to be. When you start losing money for your people, I'm going to always respect you. Because mm-hmm. they always want to put you back on those strings where they can puppeteer your ass. Mm-hmm. And when you decide not to do that, oh man, you you a man amongst gods. Yeah. So you gotta yeah. respect uh, Jim Brown for that. You gotta respect yeah. Jim Brown for the uh, for the acting. Um, you gotta respect Jim Brown for being the man that he is. It was a couple of niggas that he mentored like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jim Brown was a man amongst men. And the reason why he was a he was a, a man amongst men is because he went through his problems, and he came out uh, not only better but uh, changed. And um, I pray for your family, man, and rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. It's funny that you um, bring up the whole text thing because you know um, Harry Belafonte just died last month, and um, he basically did the same thing. You know, he was an activist right. as well, but he gave up. Um, he gave up checks for the cause. He went years without um acting for the cause. So, right. yeah, but um, yeah, it's funny that, and it is also funny that you bring up the whole um, the whole coach that wouldn't let him in his house thing because that's a scene in One Night in Miami. And that scene always yeah. stuck out to me, cause that was just—it was just crazy how back then, that's just what it was. Like, the coach loved him; he loved the coach, but the coach was like, like there was. The way the scene played out was that, he went back to his hometown, which um is an island in Georgia. I forgot the name of it, but um, he went back to his hometown. He went to the um, coach's house. The maid, I guess that was the maid or the wife or whoever it was, got the coach. The coach came outside and they both sat on the porch talking. Now, to the naked eye, we're not really thinking too much of it. They're talking, having a good talk or whatnot. Then whoever the lady was, she come out and she said that she needed some piece of furniture moved. So he was about to go, the coach was about to go inside to do it. And Jim Brown said, do you want me to help? And the coach was like, now, you know, we don't let niggas in the house. Yeah. And then he walked in and Jim Brown was just standing there kind of dumbfounded. And that always stuck out to me because it was just like, damn, like, they just they just said it back then and it was okay. Like nowadays they'll get your head knocked off, but back then it just was the thing to say and then and what can you do? You know what I mean? It was just crazy back then. Yeah. And again, like I said, 
when he said he was uh, when he was young, he was brainwashed to not, you know what I'm saying, not love himself. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. They, they, they made him a, they just made him a machine. All he was was a machine. Right. Right. And then like one of our last um, sightings of him was when he went with Kanye to the White House to see Trump. And a lot of people tried to come down on him for that meeting. I, I I never did like now certain niggas I know what I'm saying I didn't um agree with uh-huh. uh certain niggas I didn't agree with because they had no business being there you know you you uh for them you know it it, it was it was strictly a money thing mm-hmm. uh or uh, what they can you know what I'm saying what they can get accomplished um but for Jim Brown people like Jim Brown and Ice Cube I understood. Uh, the reasons of their meetings because they yeah. don't give a fuck who's president. What can you yeah. do for my people? Right. You got to At the end of the day, you got to go to who's in charge. Trump at the time was in charge, so that's who you got to exactly. talk to. You know what I mean? And that's why I was I was so lost with people that didn't understand that. You know, like if we want, like we gonna wait to see who is in charge next term before and then like if it ain't the person that you ideally want to talk to you're gonna wait another four years while people are dying no we got to talk to whoever's in charge now see what we can do that's the that's the depiction of true events that i want to see i want to see um uh somebody make up a movie about when jim brown steve harvey um Motherfucking uh, Kanye and, and and others went to the uh, went to the White House to talk to Trump because I can guarantee you it ain't what you niggas thought it was when it came to uh, Jim Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you saw and when you saw the clips of when Kanye and Jim Brown was there, you saw Jim Brown was barely saying anything when Kanye went on that whole "I love you, you're like my dad" rant. Yeah, you know. He probably was like, this wasn't what I signed up for. <laughs> we didn't discuss this in the pre-meeting meeting. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but, yeah. That was just... I just chopped that up to people who really don't know who the fuck Jim Brown was. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, But, yeah. But that that's Jim Brown. So, rest in peace to him. Um... Next up, so <laughs> all right, let's let's go to this petty bullshit. Okay, so yeah, there is a a debate that is online, um, and it uh it kicked off on Facebook. It said this guy, and I use that term loosely, um, he put up a picture of Tiana Taylor next to a picture of Ice Spice, a.k.a. Carrot Top. Because um, I do wholeheartedly believe that that's the same person. But, uh, <laughs> but um, he says, so y'all really think Tiana look better than Ice Spice? Come on now. Now, I did see this post because um, it got shared a whole lot. And 
a lot of people were wholeheartedly disagreeing with this man and he was in the comments you know going back and forth with him or whatnot but um you wanted to discuss this because you saw it on a deeper level um with the whole colorism debate that's been going on um yeah, yeah so what are your thoughts Where do I begin? Um, okay. This is why um, I unsubscribe to a lot of people who have a certain type of woman that they believe is in the excellence of beauty because um, they destroy what actually is the beauty of being a woman. Wholeheartedly. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Ice Spice. I'm not saying she's not an attractive person. She is to somebody. Just like Tiana Taylor is. The thing that bothers me about it is you'll see two attractive women and y'all decide what's ugly. That's ugly. Sitting there having that conversation. That's fucking ugly. Because it's nothing wrong with Ice Spice or Tiana Taylor. So why are we having this fucking debate? Like, this is what I don't understand about, about any type of male, female, or, or, or gender fluid dog for that fucking matter. What's beauty is, the, uh, is, is, what is in the eye of the beholder, like the old school niggas been telling Deanna Taylor is amazing to a lot of people, including myself. Ice Spice, it's amazing to a lot of people. All I'm saying is, it doesn't matter who likes who. Nobody should be comparing the two. Beauty is beauty. It is what it is. I don't understand the, um, because Ice Spice is light-skinned with a fat ass. That makes her better than Tiana Taylor, who um, is a mother, um, a beautiful uh, black woman, uh, and physically fit. Like, where are we getting a who's better, who ain't situation? I don't get it. I'm lost on why they comparing those two. Like, that came out of left field when I saw it. Because whoever wrote that shit, apparently, um, I, you know, and I'm just, I'm just cracking a joke on this motherfucker, but apparently, um, the nigga who started this whole thing off, um, either got rejected by a, a dark-skinned woman, or, uh, somebody said that, uh, his ass looked like Tiana Taylor, and he's a man, so that made him feel ugly. I don't know. <laughs> I, I would only uh, come up with these assumptions because it don't even make no sense to compare the two. Yeah, I didn't understand why they was picking those two to compare. That's where that's where the conversation lost me at. But I was it's like, you know what, let me go look at the It's comments. strictly colorism. It's the light skin against dark skin. Mm-hmm. And the crazy part about it is that Ice Spice is African. You know? That that blew me. I thought she was mixed, but no, she's mixed with African and African. Oh, but yeah. Um, 
I just I just find that crazy to me. Um the whole the whole debate specifically with them two, along with just the debate as a whole and how black men not all, but how some black men view black women. It's just like, yeah. damn, you really were hurt as a child or adolescent. Like, why must you put all black women in one category when we are multifaceted? And the killer part about all that is that the black men that do that don't look like nothing. Like, I don't give a damn who you date. I could care less. Like, but it's a problem when you big up other races and down your own race. That's where I have the problem at. But if you find somebody and you love them, they love you, the shit is genuine, then by all means, go, I mean, have at it. I don't, like, I don't care. That's the whole thing. It's just weird. It's just, it's like the uh, the black man or the black woman that that, that dates the white man, and all of a sudden, um, all black people fucked up. You know, they, they, they make weird tweets about us. And, all that, and then they mm-hmm. look at the mirror and they gotta like spit at the mirror because they hate they son. Yeah. I, yeah. I, or they hate their mama or their sister or auntie, grandma. Like that's the that's what's so crazy. It's just like, were you rejected by that many black women? Like, did your mama like beat you as a child? Like, I don't understand why you hate black women so much and you were birthed from a black woman. A black woman raised you. And right. you hate black women. Like, did you get beat up by a black girl when you were a kid? Like, and that's usually that's that's usually what it comes from is some type of childhood trauma. You know, like maybe you liked the black girl and too many black girls rejected you, and you just said fuck them. You know, but. Now you put all of us in a box because you were rejected by a couple. And I'm sure you weren't just rejected by black women. You probably have one or two white women when you said fuck black women. You probably have one or two white women you tried to holler at where they was like, no, thank you. But you put them on such a high pedestal and you put the middle finger up to black women. That's the only problem that I really have with the interracial dating. Like, Like I just said, I don't care who you date, but don't down black women to big up Latinas to big up white women to to big up whoever you don't have to do that like if that's your preference that's your preference but you don't have to down one race to big to big up another race or to justify why you only date outside your race that's the issue that I have like you don't have to do that it's not needed no you can just that could just be your thing. If that's your thing, that's your thing. But we're not gonna we're not gonna put up these categories of who looks better than who and all this all extra shit because that's your that that that's your preference. Yeah. That's what that's what you like. It should have never been a debate where um I'm on Twitter and I'm watching like 
this weird ass shit. Like all of a sudden, motherfuckers is coming out with Ice Spice Mama talking about because Ice Spice Mama fine and all that. And ain't no uh, ain't nobody pulling up pictures of Tiana's mama. I'm I'm looking at this shit like yeah. what in the fuck is going on with y'all? Like right. And why are y'all really debating if, this? If y'all like light skinned bitches, just say y'all like light skinned bitches. And just say that. Just yeah. leave it there. Yeah, but why is it even a debate who you like? Like, you gonna like who you like. Like, it shouldn't even be a debate on who you like and who you like because can't nobody tell you who to like and who not to like. But, you, like I said, you don't have to down somebody else because that's not your preference. Or to justify why that's not your preference. You don't have to. You don't have right. to down them, you know. That's, that's just what, whack. You know what? Even, you know what I'm saying, I ain't even going to, it's not a left that I'm taking. I, I you know what I'm saying on this one. Um, I guess I'm I'm taking the stairs and I'm going up uh, another level with this. Hmm. This is just for people in general. Like, whatever a person's preference is, what they like is what they like. Um, as long as it's in the uh, the confines of their home and it is legal. You know, it, 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 it's legal for you to like this. If you like big women, you like big women. If you like skinny women, you like skinny women. If you like, uh, uh, if you like women that, you know what I'm saying? Uh, if you got, like women with freckles, like women with freckles, like, it should not be one of those situations where we're deciding what beauty is. And again, I keep saying to y'all, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Like, when you run up on your dude and you see your dude's girl, your dude's girl might not be attracted to you. You know what you don't do? Go home and tell motherfuckers about it. Like, man, he was that ugly bitch. Nah, that's his girl. Like, I ain't never been in a situation where um, I ain't been attracted because I'm not attracted to none of my dude's uh, uh, girls just because they my dude's girl. So mm-hmm. I don't even, you know what I'm saying, be that kind with them. So I ain't never gonna go home and talk about, hey man, he got this fat bitch, we got this ugly little skinny bitch. I'm not doing none of that. But this is the shit that you niggas is doing because it's, uh, what your preference is ain't what another nigga's preference is. Yeah. And that's dumb to me. It's like, hey man, let people do their thing. Just like what their preference was a fucking light skinned dude. I'm not gonna say nothing about that either. That's your business, my nigga. Like. I don't get we we doing this and then we're building up these uh these scenarios again um that kills me especially when it comes to us as black folk because we're supposed to unify but we're steadily segregating ourselves when we put up these pedestals of what we think beauty is. Yeah, beauty is us being united, my nigga. Mm-hmm. Let's start doing that shit. We should never have no type of uh tweets where this shit, you know what I'm saying, go haywire because we're 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 debating on who's better, the light skin or the dark skin. Like cuz they stats don't even match up. Let's even let, let's go to the stats. Again, Tiana been out here way longer for years. What was it? 2011, 2010? Shit, earlier than that cuz remember she did my super sweet 16. She showed did. Yep, and she was she already signed to Star Trek right. back then. This is the longevity of somebody being famous. On top of that, um, being famous, getting a bag, getting a secure bag, have uh, getting a husband that also 
makes a, a, a secure bag on top of being a mother, um, on top of, uh, of being um, um, somewhat of an activist when it comes to certain things she will speak up about. And then you got Ice Spice. Just came in the game. Um, got two songs that are that are major hits. And that's it. Yeah. Now, the music is subjective um, as well. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, but you but you got to give it to her for the fact that she owns her publishing. Um, and she signed to Nicki Minaj now. And that, that Dirty Diana song is pretty cool. I ain't even going to front. But, um, I, I don't, me personally, because it's my personal preference, I don't really like the tone of her voice. But. That's my personal yeah, preference. I didn't have to. I didn't have to like, you know, down a bunch of people. You know, that's just my exactly. personal preference. You know, so yeah. But um, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. That whole that whole debate is just like it's stupid. And I feel like I feel like the per the person that started it, he just really don't like Tiana Taylor. And, you know, if that ain't what floats your boat, cool. But you ain't got to do all this. You ain't got to do all this. This was... I mean, yeah, I just don't... My thing is the... Is the, the fucking... Weirdness of the way motherfuckers jumped on that shit, like... Like, they couldn't wait. Like, they know what I'm saying? They couldn't wait to have this comparison, which is no comparison. But they jumped on that shit because they didn't jump on it between Ice Spice and Tiana Taylor because, again, that shit is fucking light years ahead of each other. Mm-hmm. And only did it because of the black and white. I mean, not the black and white, but the, the, the dark skin and the light skin. Of mm-hmm. That's it. And that's, yeah. the, that's the problem that I, you know what I'm saying, that fucks me up. It's like, we only having this d- debate right now because she is dark-skinned and she is light-skinned. They both yeah. attract. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's, it's crazy to me. It's crazy to me how, like, if you like Ice Spice, cool. You like Ice Spice. You know? But you don't have to down Tiana Taylor to like Ice Spice. You know, nigga, even Ice Spice would look at that shit and be like, "Man, that nigga munch." <laughs> right, because I'm much. sure she likes Tiana Taylor too. Like, and exactly. that's <laughs> that's the killer part about it. Like, how can you look at Tiana Taylor and just be like, "Ew"? Like, I don't, I don't understand that one. But. Your feeble ass mind. And then another thing that I don't like is. Uh, Everybody to make these comparisons about these people. Don't live these back like these people. You making all these weird ass comments and disrespectful comments about Tiana Taylor, and you don't you 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 don't even minutely register in Tiana Taylor's life. No, no, y'all not in the same tax bracket. Y'all don't breathe the same air. Like she could give a damn what you think about her 
you know. Like that's why you got niggas like me telling you, hey man, that shit's stupid, man. Like Yeah. <laughs> it's real I ain't gonna disrespect you and be like, you know, all sorts of weird ass shit. Like, nah, I ain't gonna come to you like that. I have no reason to. But at the same time I will say, Hey man, cut that shit out, man. I don't whatever you're going through, um, whatever you don't like about Tiana Taylor, whatever you don't like about dark skin ladies, um, you know, that's that's you. That, this, this, you know what I'm saying? Just let it be you. Don't, don't ever kick the fucking uh, 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 what, what they, uh, what the old nigga say? Uh, don't ever uh, kick the beehive, nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't kick the beehive over. Cause it's, 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 it's gonna be a shitstorm for nothing. Yeah. Yeah, and you know he probably was saying it to go viral. To be honest, because I mean, and it worked. So, yeah. But um, yeah, enough of that. Uh, next up, um, so College Hill. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you know, we talked about it. I believe last week that College Hill is back. Um, the last episode that is up now. Um, they went to an African American museum. That is in Alabama. Um, I forgot the name of the museum, but uh, it pretty much talks about um, from the slave trade all the way up to present day. And I didn't even, like, we know about the African American Museum that's in DC. We know about um, a couple of other museums. Like, here we got the Black Archives that um, mainly just talks about the um, African-Americans in this region, more specifically Missouri and Kansas. Um, But from what we saw, because they didn't really, like, go too much into it, they they didn't allow the cameras to follow the students while they were experiencing it. They showed, like, bits and pieces of the uh, museum, and then they talked to the students right after they experienced it and from what we were shown it was pretty uh intense to say the least and they had art pieces and stuff like that there was one art piece that um looks like it was made out of copper and it showed um a bunch of slaves but it was just their heads and it was depicting um, the slaves that were um, lost at sea. And they said that like about approximately 2 million slaves were lost at sea during the whole um, transatlantic slave trade. And they said that that's more than every, um, every war combined. Um, I can't remember if it's every war that America was in or every war period, but yeah. Um, and everybody, you know, really had a very emotional, uh, response to what they saw in that museum. Um, so then they had to, um, they had to do, what's that called? Um, 
speeches that and they had to pick like a subject and kind of like relate the subject to what they saw at the museum and so um everybody did pretty much a good um speech but then also um there was a couple people that was missing um while we're talking about tiana taylor her husband is on the show iman schubert he was missing and then also ray j was missing now they knew that iman was going to be missing like they he told them that prior to them even starting but ray j just left he left in the middle of the night didn't tell nobody um now if anybody has been watching college hill celebrity edition from the first season to the second this is ray j's second season and you're only supposed to be on there one season so he's already fucking up the second season so it's looking like he might flunk out again and all you're doing is you're there 30 days and you get a certificate. So he, so that's like annoying. And then um, it was also Amber Rose's birthday. And so they, her birthday was during the week. They turned up and New York, Jocelyn, and then Ray J ended up coming back. So it was New York, Jocelyn, and Ray J. They didn't go to uh, school the next day because they were all hungover. <laughs> So the um, dean that's over this program, she ended up coming to the house. And that it was, that's where the episode left off. So um, you said you haven't caught it at all, have you? Uh, no, I haven't caught it at all. I'm, uh, now that you have broke it down, like, I really want to see it because I want to see if, like, uh, Jasmine Hernandez snaps on the goddamn dean. Um, she has respect for the Dean, so I don't think we're going to get her snapping on the Dean, but the first episode, she did kind of show out. (laughs) Okay, so the issue, the issue was between her and New York, because New York said that she was mourning the death of her dog, yeah, yeah, that I seen that episode. Yeah. Uh, that episode was the first time I was ever in agreements with Jocelyn. Yes. I was so here for Jocelyn. And you know, I love I love Jocelyn, but I love New York Down. She is definitely the HBIC to this reality shit. You know what I'm saying? But okay. the way that she was saying it, you don't expect for her to say dog her. So, and she did not break it down like that when she was talking to them. She broke it down like that when she was talking to the camera. But you thinking that she's saying daughter. So Jocelyn gave her a hug. Like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that, whatever. But then when she found out she's talking about a dog, she's like, are you serious? I want my hug back. (laughs) So they they had a real all out you know, fight about that. And I was with Jocelyn because, yeah, what we're not going to do is compare an animal to a human. Like, that's not cool. And New York was really, like, affected by this death. And I don't mean to laugh, but 
yeah, I don't I don't like animals, so fuck them dogs. So uh <laughs> so I guess I do mean to laugh. But <laughs> but yeah, um you could tell she was really affected by it. I mean, and then you know, New York was being New York, but she was talking about she's about to go to like some type of camp after College Hill to like get herself back together because she gained so much weight after this death. And then they filmed this. When did they did they film this this year? I can't remember. They filmed this this year or twenty two, but the dog died in twenty one. Which I mean, you can't put a time frame on mourning, but still, we're talking yeah, about think, a dog. I, I, I think that whole thing was uh, it just played up. Uh, New York is fucking reality TV royalty because she knows how to play things up. Yeah, um, I, I, I think it just totally played up. I think um, she knew she knew exactly the reaction she was gonna get. Uh, I'm just glad that uh, Jalen Hernandez is uh, grown up a little bit and didn't decide to get in their face and be like, you know, you know, bitch, I'm taking a hug back, bitch, <laughs> and I'll fuck you up, bitch. First of all, bitch, and bow, hit yeah. her in the fucking mouth. Like, it's, yeah. we know Jalen Hernandez. Right, something's telling me that they got a pep talk prior to filming, saying that y'all better not put your hands on nobody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because Jocelyn, we have seen Jocelyn pop off for less. You know what I mean? Exactly. So that's why I'm really like, they must have really had a pep talk. Even though it's rumored that Jocelyn and Amber Rose has, have a fight. But, I mean, we ain't we ain't got there yet. They're cool now. So we ain't got there yet. But, um, but yeah. So that, that shit was crazy. Again... I'm with you. I was on Jocelyn's side. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely team uh, Jocelyn. Um, yeah. Sidebar mm-hmm. of uh, being team Johnson. I mean, uh, team uh, Jocelyn. Uh, about eight years ago, um, I was working uh, at a uh, particular spot, and I had to leave for a medical emergency for. Um, the kid I was taking care of at the time, um, when I got back there, asked me about it. Um, they wanted to know what was going on. So I did the whole protocol of, you know, um, telling them what, what had happened, the reason why I was late, you know, the whole thing, uh, the, just the rigmarole of having a job. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, uh, one of my superiors, uh, told me that she totally understood, um, why I had to take off and all that and she understands and she commenced the same because yeah um, when my dog got sick I was so upset and I was going back and forth to the vet I didn't come to work for three days and I looked at her and I was like how the fuck can you compare a dog to a kid right like well that's my kid I said well that's not mine so we're not going to have that conversation. And she was upset about me, about that with me. Uh, and she took it to HR and said that I was being aggressive with it. And I just had to basically, you know, tell these people like, um, no, I'm just never going to compare um, the kid that I take care of with a dog that she bought. Mm-hmm. 
Right. So I don't. I just. I don't know how that works. I guess she was trying to be empathetic, but I had to quickly tell her we're not gonna have that conversation. Right. Right, and that and that's the killer part about it because like people do try to compare dogs to humans, and in a lot of instances with some people with certain demographics, they treat dogs better than humans. That's true. And I'm just over it. Fuck them animals. Um, there's a, there's I a fuck sh- them animals. I love Peter. Uh-huh. Yeah, I want to give us a donation. <laughs> Shout out to Peter. Tell Peter my mink is dragging on the floor. But, uh... <laughs> uh well, you just ruined that sponsorship. Uh, yeah, sorry. But, um... But I'm just... Like, dog... Okay. Animals are beautiful. Don't get me wrong. Animals are beautiful. Over there. Not here in my face jumping on me being disrespectful. Um... I, I, I can't handle that. And low key, I I mean, there are some dogs that are beautiful. I would love to have a dog, but I don't like animals. I just don't fuck with animals. Like, that's my only problem. Like, <laughs> especially like a cane corso. Those are beautiful. Love, beautiful. Yeah. But. I don't like I don't like dogs. That's my only problem. That's well, my Peter, only problem. I love animals. I happen <laughs> to have a cat. Um, when um when my son or daughter makes it to this world, um, I've already said I'm gonna get a puppy to acclimate to my child, so that will uh as my child grows and uh that child uh that uh my dog grows, then my dog will become my uh, child's protector. So I've um uh, I do. I do love uh, animals in that sense because I know um, certain animals, especially dealing with dogs. I know um, how you can train them and how loyal they'll, they'll, they'll be. They'll be more loyal than um, the motherfucker that you share clothes with and sleep in the same bed with. Yeah, yeah, because you feed so, them and take care of them. So yeah, so um, I, I I don't have a problem with them. At the same time, I say that. I'm never going to compare um, that uh, the dog that I purchased to be my son or daughter's uh, companion while they're uh, young. I would never compare them with each other. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not going to, you know, it's, it's certain things that it's going to, I'm not saying that I'm Jim Brown's uh, coach. Why I'd be like, you know, niggas ain't allowed in the house. But it's, you know, it's, it's that's my dog. I'm going to treat my dog accordingly. He's going to be treated like better than most dogs. But at the same time, that's a dog and that's my son or daughter. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, that's how it should be. Like, it, like, there should be a distinct difference between the two. But some people be like putting them on the same level and I just you know, you know that that just ain't my uh, ministry. Just nah. ain't my ministry. But nah. um, what is my ministry is reality TV. And 
you did inform me that you did see Bad Boys Texas. I did. I so, did. I watched the shit out of that. What are your thoughts about Bad Boys Texas? Oh shit. Okay, so wait, hold on before you do that. Um should we go over who's on Bad Boys Texas? Let's do that. Okay. Let me pull it up. Okay. Um, we have um from the original season that was in um LA, we have Jonathan Wright. Um Jonathan Wright is the famed um hairstylist. Carry on Franklin, who um is the son of um Kirk Franklin, Relly B, who is where the money resides, and Anthony Hernandez, who is Anthony Uncensored. Um and then we have uh, Raz B of B2K and Orlando Brown, um, the famous Orlando Brown. We've been knowing him since he was a child. Um, and then Prince from Love & Hip Hop Miami and Big Lou. Big Lou was um, Saucy Santana's boyfriend at one point. Then we have um, people that you don't know. Mo City, D, Adonis, and Ara. So, those are the um, cast members of Bad Boys Texas. So, what are your thoughts? Oh, man. Shout out to Orlando Brown for being uh, the voice of reason in a fucking toxic, chaotic fucking situation. (laughs) Man, listen, we got these dudes. And I say the term loosely because people are translucent. Uh, You know, we got these gender fluid people, so I don't want to offend nobody. But we got these guys that were born male uh, who are catty and bitchified as as much as possible. Um, And you got Orlando Brown, who was in there as a married man. That part. Um, And is trying to keep some kind of peace so far. I don't know how this is going to go. Um, But I do do know, um, and I ain't seen anything but four episodes, but I do know if they keep... um, Pressing uh, Orlando Brown, they're gonna open up a Pandora's box that they really don't. I don't really think they prepare for it. They prepare. They they all of them like to show out. I don't really think they know what showing out is. <laughs> Orlando does. <laughs> <laughs> Orlando definitely does. Yeah, I believe uh, he's familiar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just I I think it's weird. Um, one thing I will comment on is. And, you know, I, I, I guess it's, it's my Napoleon complex in me. But it's always the big nigga in that motherfucker that, that's, that's a real-ass bitch-ass nigga. Big Lou. That chef nigga. Yeah. Our I, chef I, and I don't know him personally. I don't, I don't know anything about this nigga. I need to look him up. But his actions were so she- pussified. Wait, hold on. Is it Chef D? That's his chef name, D. Chef D. Yeah. His actions be so pussified, man. I don't understand that shit. 
Them, that that sneak dissing he keep doing. Keep like, doing. That whole, I be blacking out, I don't know what I'm doing. Nigga, That's you know what you're doing. That's a lie. You jump it, nigga. Yeah. You, as big as you is, you don't want to fight a nigga head up for real. Yeah. And. Like, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get niggas like that. And like I said, maybe it's my Napoleon complex growing up how I grew up. I used to, I used to always knock out the big nigga because I knew that nigga was soft. If he waited for other niggas to get around him and he's still the biggest nigga, oh man, I'm aiming directly at you. Yeah. And um just to correct myself, um, Big Lou is not um Saucy Santana's ex boyfriend. It's Chef D that's Saucy Santana's ex boyfriend. Oh, but um Chef D is the biggest one and the biggest bitch in the whole cast. Because you a bitch if you out here jumping, folks, at your big-ass age and your big-ass body. You don't need to jump nobody unless you really can't fight. And on top of that, he wears a hair piece and a beard piece. He's wax sauce. Get him the fuck up out of here. I'm tired of seeing his little, or not little, because he's he damn near seven feet. But I'm tired of seeing Time his out. ass. Time out. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't be pressing niggas like that. Now... I always thought his beard was suspect because that motherfucker, you know how um how Steve Harvey had that line where everybody tried to get that Steve Harvey line and was wondering why they couldn't because they realized it was a fucking hairpiece. Mm-hmm. I did, I was like, damn, why that nigga, that nigga line is perfect. So I, you know what I'm saying, I, I, I didn't know about the, the top piece, but that bottom piece, yes, makes so much sense. If you go back and look at that fight that he had with, um, I think it was the second fight he had with Anthony Uncensored when his when Anthony's people pulled up. His piece, his piece was coming up on the side. I wouldn't be Yes, it was bad. It was bad. The beard stayed intact, but that hair piece was coming up on the side. And I didn't I didn't know that neither one of them was fake until I got on Twitter. I think like after the first episode, and somebody called out that his beard and his hair was fake. And then when he had that fight and the shit was pulling up on the sides, I was like, oh, yeah, that's a bad piece. That's a bad piece. But, yeah. Either way it go, bad piece or not, um, beard, fake or not, hey, that, that's just unbecoming of a man. Like, the things that I've seen um, this man do is just unbecoming of a man. Uh, plus, the whole situation of him having a fight with uh, Raz B on that uh, on the van yeah. over uh yeah Raz B shouldn't have shouldn't have been that kind of how he was you know trying to be uh trying to tell motherfuckers a, a fight may pop off because he heard that from somebody and then he decided to share it with somebody else uh, Raz B shouldn't have did that but at the same time it's like nigga this is no this, first of all this is Raz B like. Let's just keep it real um, with ourselves. Like, I don't know this man personally, but what I do know is this is the same dude um, that accused everybody in this camp of being sexually abused and um, and still rock with these niggas to this day. So, you know, these, this nigga's messy. Mm-hmm. So, it, I, I just don't understand the, the reason why you feel like you needed to pop off. And then you popped off on other niggas for $600? Like, yeah. you niggas supposed to be the bad boys in Texas. You were fighting niggas over $600. Yeah. 
I'm not even gonna fight a nigga over six hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and I'm not a bad boy at Kansas. <laughs> right, maybe bad I'm boy adjacent, right? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that was some that was some um, broke nigga shit. Exactly, that was some broke nigga shit. Yeah, this nigga's this, this, I, again. I don't know you, Chef D. But I can guarantee you, if if you ran up on me, nigga, I'm fighting you one on one. Yeah, that's the only thing I know I can guarantee. Right, but like he he did me, all that talking, and he knew that them. He gave the security guards time to get to him because if you really wanted to fight Razby head up, you would have fought him. You didn't have to do all that talking. You didn't have to, you know, do all that. I don't understand big South niggas. I I, I don't understand uh, niggas like that uh, because I never I I never even engaged into like being cool with big South niggas. Like it don't matter your preference. You can like boys. You can like girls. Hell, you can like dogs. I don't give a fuck about none of that. Well, I might give a fuck about the dogs part. But... <laughs> that's, your bad. I, hey, that's your bad. <laughs> That's yeah. your bag. Only thing I'm saying is, dude, for you to be the bohemian of a man you is, you should not be trying to jump people, especially um uh sneaking uh Raha Banger like this little that motherfucker like five foot three. Dude, that shit was crazy. That shit was straight crazy. And that motherfucker is like... Ugh, that motherfucker has been shot a million and one times. Like, I don't want to touch him. He might fold. The, the, the funny part about it, what, what nobody pays attention to, but I paid attention to, uh, he snuck him from the back, and, he, and, and that little nigga shrugged that shit off like it was nothing. He did. Nigga, if I hit you from the back, nigga, I'm folding the shit out of you. Right. And then when he fought... And then when he fought... You know what I mean. When he fought Anthony Uncensored the second time, um, the only reason why Anthony Uncensored had scratches and was bleeding and shit like that was because he had on rings. It wasn't because he was doing damage. And Anthony Uncensored is light as they, as they come. You know what I mean? So you, so with your big ass, you really not doing nothing. So I suggest you sit down somewhere. You jumping and you really not causing no damage. If you gonna jump, at least cause some damage. But damn, you not even doing that. Cause he a big ass soft nigga. Yeah. Like big ass soft nigga. I, I knew a couple big ass soft niggas, and I didn't hang around them big ass soft niggas because I knew they was big ass soft niggas. At the same time, I say that I know big ass niggas that don't be on shit that be the coolest niggas in the world. And when y'all get them agitated, they don't need everybody. They'll run through the whole fucking crowd. Yeah. So I don't understand niggas like him getting off mm-hmm. of that soft ass nigga. Yeah. Um. I want to talk about my man, uh, Raha Banger. Okay. Uh, 
that man got a lot of trauma and he got a lot of trust issues. And, and, and this ain't me trying to be funny or none of that shit. Um, if the world against that 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 man, um, in his mind, that's how he thinks. And I think they really need to like. Uh, I don't know if they're gonna do it further into this show, but I do really need to uh, think that they need to uh, look into that and see if they can. Um, one of those spots that they they go to, uh, whatever tour they on, whatever spot they need to go to, they need to uh, see if that nigga can talk to a therapist for real. There's some shit uh, with with that guy, man. That that um, they need to address because he's too uh, he's too grown to uh, have this type of um, immature uh, manner about him where he feel like um, when things get too heavy he has to fight his way out. Yeah, um, I do agree with you. Um, something is deeper going on with him that it would be. Um, it would be a good thing if he were to get some help. And it would be interesting for us to see him get the help, you know? Um, but uh, one positive thing was when Jonathan went out and shopped for him. I thought that yeah. was pretty cool, you know? So, and he he didn't do it on no, like, trying to be funny type of time. Because I just, even when he was um doing his interview talking about it, I just knew that he was going to be on some, like, um shady type shit. And he wasn't, you know. um So, I thought that was pretty cool that he, you know, he looked out for him, you know. Because, I mean, it he, he got a lot going on. And he probably is not... um that financially well like the like some of the rest of them you know so yeah so his swag probably does look a bit off from the rest but he didn't he didn't he wasn't shading him or nothing like that he was just like you know i thought this would be a good idea so here goes some stuff you you can wear this you can wear this tonight it's all you you know so i thought that was a good bonding moment you know what i mean yeah, because I, I think even even hothead uh, Jonathan uh, uh, look at it and be like, damn, that's a that's a nigga that's lost for real. That, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's a nigga that, you know what I'm saying, it really is the back back against the ropes. Right, right. Like, and so, you know. Right, and it shows I, a good I, side I, of Jonathan, too, you know what I mean? Cause, cause that's on the why first I was about to say it shows you, like, Jonathan ain't always the, the, uh, the nigga that's going to pop off. Like, this nigga do got a heart, but he's... Shit, we all grew up with a nigga like that. That was a hothead. That every like every other yeah. hood wanted wanted this nigga head. This nigga was feeding all the grandmas in the neighborhood that we knew. So mm-hmm. we loved that nigga. Right, right, right. And then, um, with Jonathan, we didn't really get to see too much of Jonathan because of how the shit played out on season one, and then our introduction to him on season two, he fighting so. It right. was good to see another side of him, you know. But uh, but yeah, um, is this something that you will be interested in continuing to watch? Um, uh, yeah, uh, and the only reason is like again because um, what I've seen so far is uh, Orlando Brown is actually um. The voice of fucking reason, mm-hmm. which is crazy to me, right? And it's so crazy, but at the end, it's it, it's like 
Yeah, this is that. Yup, yup. This is actually what it's supposed to be because, like, that nigga's actually crazy. Like, let let know what I'm saying. Yeah. Not to be that kind and not to disrespect Orlando Brown, but that nigga will actually go there and stand on it. You niggas ain't gonna do that shit. You and niggas will switch up for a bag. That nigga ain't gonna do that. So, him being the voice of reason is uh, is, is is almost like it's supposed to be that. <laughs> Cause he's one of them, like nah. Cause if 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 y'all want to go crazy, Orlando can show you how to go completely fucking crazy. Straight up, straight up. You know, um, he he can show you how to do that from A to Z. Right. He is that person, and and that's the crazy Man. part about this whole experience is that we are seeing a different side of him that we know is there and. He is uh he is um entertaining in a different way, you know, because you know we're used to seeing him do his antics and stuff online and whatnot, but um we forget that he is an actor and a really good one at that. Yeah, you know what I mean. And we don't get to see him just act normal, but compared to these bozos, he's normal as they come, you know. Oh my god, when he did that uh you know how they do the size where they do you know what I'm saying, they do the commentary. Mm-hmm. Um when uh when that nigga uh Banger was talking about keep on fighting, when Orlando was like <laughs> Um, sometimes you just need to know when to give it up. Like <laughs> you fucking know when to stop. Right. I thought that shit was fucking hilarious because <laughs> nigga Lou beat the shit out of you four right. fucking times. Four times. In a day. Right. In a day. Within a 30 minute span. Like. <laughs> hey, I've never met a nigga that got his ass whooped four times in a row by the same nigga on the same day. Yeah. I watched somebody's review and they reviewed the fight and they were like one fight, I couldn't give it to both of them because of this. One fight, Big Lou did win. One fight, I think Rob won. And then one fight, um, Big Lou won. So, it was like one draw, one raw, and then two Big Lou. Compared to, I mean, according to this person that I watched. So, was, and I was just no like, uh, it was no fucking drop. Right. I didn't necessarily agree with that one. So it was it was up in the air, but you know, um it looked it looked like it looked like whatever Big Lou was throwing, it hurt. Them things look like they Big hurt. Big Lou was stinging the shit out the Yeah. List. How it went was uh Lou won four fights. Yeah. Um that last fight, uh, Rob won, and only because uh, only reason why I give Rob that victory because uh, Big Lou, I don't even think he was was even trying because the nigga threw some. That's one thing I know about a nigga that can fight for real. I watched a nigga swing on a nigga that can fight for real, and the nigga dodged that shit and then put his dukes down and smile at. Him. I seen Big Lou do the same shit and then just go ahead and let the nigga hit him. And you know what I'm saying? So he could feel like he won the fight. Right, the right. thing that escalated Big Lou was 
Then the nigga started trying to pull his hair, pull his hair. and all that shit. That's he why pulled he was it like, out. Nah, we can get one for real. While I, I will really fight you and beat the shit out of you. Right. Right. He pulled it out. He had like a a um, patch missing. Yeah. Yeah. So I he, think that was a. I think he wanted to give him the victory. Like, man, go ahead and punch me right. a couple times. I'm gonna go ahead and let you have it. But then right. he pulled his hair, and he was like, Nah, bitch, I kill. Right. <laughs> like I do this, you know. Yeah, but I I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that because he um he didn't want to fight him for real. He didn't want to fight him again. He was like, dude, we didn't already fought four times. Like, damn, you know. So, but yeah, him pulling his hair got him activated. That was it. Yeah, because I seen that nigga throw. He was throwing haymakers too, and that nigga shook him about the way, dodged that shit, and smiled and dropped his dukes. I said, mm-hmm. oh, he just he just gonna give it to him at this point. Go mm-hmm. ahead and get it. Yeah. But in the same breath, I understand Ira wanted his lick back. And I understand him not being able to put this shit down. So I, I get both sides. I get both sides. But you I had was, four I times. Get both sides. Huh? Because I know what it was to be young. And because um, I haven't been in situations where, you know, I didn't fought a nigga. And a nigga whooped my ass. And the very next time I fight you, um, nigga. Uh, well, not even the very next time I fight you. The very next time I see you, we got to fight because I got to get my leg back. I get that. Mm-hmm. That I understand Yeah. Um, because I, I've done that uh, growing up. Right. Uh, what I didn't understand was you getting your ass whooped four times <laughs> in a row by the same nigga. Right. And still wanting to fight this nigga. <laughs> yeah. I've, I'm never been alone. In, I've never been in a situation where a nigga whooped my ass four times. Right. But I still said, yeah, the fifth was a charm. Right. Like, no. <laughs> right. At this point, I'm going to try to shoot with you. Right, uh, right. That right. was just the mentality I grew up in in these streets. Right. Yeah, if you whoop my ass four times, I probably won't fight you a fifth time, but it's up and stuck. Like, I, we're yeah, not so cool. We, we're not there, cool. But I'm not fighting no more. Right. We not, like, we may not fight no more, moment, but I'm not cool. We, yeah. Yeah. Because how that went for me, it would have been like the nigga, everybody in the world telling me this nigga got me. So when I see this nigga again, we got to fight. This nigga get me again, fuck it. He just got me. I ain't even tripping off of it. And the next time I see him, if he want to get it in, I ain't going to be a bitch. I'm going to fight. But if he get me again, I'm like, oh, so he just trying to embarrass me. It's not going to be a fourth or a fifth time, my nigga. <laughs> the next time you run up on me, I'm going to shoot the shit out of you because I know you can whoop. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, no. No, we're we're good. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Because at this point, I okay, we get it. You can fight better than me. We get it. Like, yeah. move on. Now every time I see you, it's a problem, bro. It, it, I'm about no. to get that shit real fast. Right? No, we're no, we're not doing that. Cause I'm, I want to move freely around, and I, I don't want to have my head on a swivel come when it comes to you. No, we, we need to be done. We ain't cool. We ain't about to piece it up. But we ain't, yeah. we ain't fighting no well, more. We ain't either. fighting every time we see each other. Right. Because right. I will shoot the shit out of you. Right. Like. Whatever you whatever you done, it ain't that deep for me to be like on site every time I see you. So we're we're good. We're good. I don't do that. We banged yeah. it out. We banged it out twice as man. Right. And then you wanted to fight again and I gave it to you. Mm-hmm. And I still lost, so I got three losses on my belt. Right. You think every time you see me, you about to pull up your dukes and be that kind? Nigga, first of all, none of us is trained fighters. So 
your natural ability is to whip my ass. You know what my natural ability is? It's to adapt. So you know what I'm going to do to your fist? I'm going to pull a fucking pistol. Right. I'm just going to keep it 100 with right, you, y'all. Right. I, I, I don't got no reason to lie. I told y'all 100 times, man. I ain't got no reason to lie to y'all. Mm-hmm. At my age right now, if I fight you and you whip my ass, you want a fair one, we can get one off. We can get another one off if you want that. And if you want to always fight me every time you see me, my nigga, I'm going to shoot you. Yeah. Yeah, because you're threatening me at this point, so I need yeah. to neutral- neutralize the threat. I'm going to shoot. I'm not yeah. I'm not going to be And I'm not going to be scared to be anywhere. Mm-hmm. So right. just know every time you see me, if you really on that fight shit, you know I'm going to shoot you. Right. So if you, don't, if you don't want it to end up being two black men dead in the street, might as well just let it be over. Right, right. Take your take your wins and just move on because we're we're not gonna keep doing this. I'm not gonna be fucking sixty five years old fighting you. I'm not doing that no. <laughs> at all, at all. So yeah, um, but yeah. So that is Bad Boys Texas. So um, looks like it's gonna be a good season. So I'm, we're definitely gonna be uh, revisiting that. Yeah, I'm 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 invested in this one. I don't, I, and it's, it's strictly because of Orlando. Yeah, yeah, and you know, like after the first um episode premiered, he trended on Twitter because everybody everybody was feeling like how we feel about him. Like, yeah, so so shout out shout out to Orlando Brown. Um, and and the whole cast because it is entertaining. Shout out to him. Shout out to Rel. I really fuck with Relly. Uh, Relly got real life issues, man, and he still um remains uh a phenomenal entertainer, man. And that's just the nigga that came from where the money resides. So please give the utmost respect. It don't matter where you come from; it's where you land in life. And he is landing very good, even yeah. with the issues he's going through. Yeah. Shout he, out to Relly. He he did it. He definitely did the thing with capitalizing on his moment. Um, I follow him on Instagram and he had put up a post not too long ago talking about how, um, cause you know, he did the whole money reside thing being a car dealer and, um, I think it was for Honda. He was at another dealership, uh, weeks before that, um, video came out and they let him go because they didn't really care about his social media presence. And then he went to that dealership that was all for his social media presence and him making videos and stuff like that about the dealership and stuff. And so I remember watching his journey after he went uh, viral and whatnot. And he started like um, taking bookings and stuff. And he talked about how the dealership was very supportive with the journey and everything. And I was like, I bet they were because they were getting um, revenue yeah. off of them um, videos. Like, people was coming to Baton Rouge to buy um, cars from him because he went viral. I remember Supercent um, went and bought a cord from him. So, yeah. So, shout out to him. Um, but yeah, so moving on, we are at the fucked 
up a song of the podcast, which comes to us by um, Fantasia. It's Ain't Gonna Beg You. This was on her first album, Free Yourself. Um, It was written and produced by Missy Elliott. And um, it was the very first song. (laughs) Very first song on the album. So this is how she started. And this, like I said, was her first album um, on the heels of her winning American Idol. So here goes the song. Um, The intro. I mean, I'm not going to beg you. I see you just, you just ain't acting right. Huh, that's okay. Verse one. Every time I need someone to be there, when I had me one of those crazy days, I ain't going to beg you. Every time I want someone to treat me like they always said they were going to treat me like, I ain't going to beg you. Because I let you slide before, but I see you ain't gonna learn. Since you like to play with fire, then I'ma let us burn. Boy, you ain't nothing. Gonna miss my loving. And last time was the last time, so I'm through with you. Chorus. No, I ain't gonna beg you no more. I'm sick and tired of waiting, don't know what I'm waiting for. Cause you know, you don't treat me like you should. When you know I'm the coldest thing about this hood. No, I ain't gonna beg you no more. And if you're not down with this, then baby, there's the door. I'm usually not the type to just lay it down and quit. But a lot of men will get with this. So I ain't gonna beg you no more. Verse 2. Every time I want to be winding down, taken out on a Friday night just to spend a little time, I ain't gonna beg you. And every time I need some hugging and some loving, but it's late and I don't get nothing, I ain't going to beg you. Because um, I let you slide before, but I see you ain't going to learn. Since you like to play with fire, then I'm going to let us burn. Boy, you ain't nothing. Going to miss my loving. And last time was the last time, so I'm through with you. Then the chorus again. And then the bridge. Um, said, I'm through with being patient. I ain't here for you just to come and take it when you want to take it. You took it all for granted. Oh, all that good love and all that freaky stuff is all gone. If that's how you is, then let me tell you this. Take your lame old tired excuses somewhere else. Because you're weak and I don't want to hear it. Stay away. I don't want to get near it. Because, boy, I'm moving on without you. And then the chorus again. And that's Ain't Gonna Beg You. So, what are your thoughts? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> Ain't gonna first off, shout out to Missy. Um, before the show, you, um, I found out through Lindsay that uh, uh, Missy... Uh, Helped write uh, at least half of that project. Uh, shout out to Missy for um, writing Ooh. great hits. You know what? I com- what? I completely lied. Oh shit! Wait a minute. <laughs> Let me backtrack all that shit. No, she she helped she helped write and produce the majority of the album, but this song in particular, she did not. 
Tank wrote this song. All right, All right good, because I was about to say, damn, you know, um, Missy was uh, going off some real shit. Yeah. Um, that happened in our life that was uh, severely fucked up. But even uh, just moving on past that, uh, Missy wrote great songs for uh, Fantasia. Yeah. For me, this doesn't happen to be one. I um, <laughs> did not know about this song because I only knew about the hits on on this uh, album, and I'm not downplaying Fantasia. Fantasia is a phenomenal artist. Um, at that time, I just wasn't um, a Fantasia fan. Uh, but we're not even talking about that. We're talking about what's fucked up about this song. What's fucked up about this song is, you know, uh, she is leaving a man, and not only is she leaving a man, she's bringing up all the shit that this nigga ain't, ain't about to get no more. And I get it, you know, you know, a lot of women wanna wanna be that kind, but you know that that's gonna fall on deaf ears to the nigga that don't give a fuck in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, being funny, but not being funny, like. You know these niggas don't. They, they, these niggas don't give a fuck. Most of the time, they upgraded past Fantasia. Um, if if Fantasia was, you know, the scenario of this, these niggas move past the bitch that couldn't read. So, um, you just gotta chop it up, ladies. Like songs like this. If if this song, if you're relating to this song. Like, yeah, all this shit is gone, and you ain't gonna get this no more from me. You ain't gonna get this no more from me. You ain't gonna get these nights. Those days where you didn't see this nigga for days and nights, he was getting that shit from somewhere else. So don't nobody give a fuck. Yeah. So, they don't give a fuck. Because they already done moved on. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Um, songs like this, they, they fucked up because, you know, it's like one of them where you're like, oh, yeah, this is what you ain't getting no more. Like the niggas calling them. Sometimes these niggas ain't calling you. Motherfucker that came up and told you, like, damn, you ain't talking to Trevor no more. And you like, fuck Trevor. Bop, 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 he ain't getting this no more. Trevor ain't ain't worried. Trevor ain't called you for a reason. Mm. Okay. I I see I see your point. I see your point. I can't I can't deny your point. Yeah. He probably has already said, moved on. Most of these women say weird shit. And and most of these dudes, I ain't even gonna lie, because dudes do it too. They say some weird shit like yeah, that bitch ain't calling me back because she knows she wrong. No, this bitch is getting her back blown out by another nigga. <laughs> so she don't give a fuck, my dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she not. Either she getting her back blown out by another nigga or she's just being happy without you bringing up all, everything into, you know what I'm saying, to her face. And that goes with women. A lot of times, uh, Man or women, I'm gonna just tell y'all for real. Um, because they put it in a song of I'm doing this and I'm doing that and all this, you ain't getting this no more. If they did it on a the song, they do it in real life to you. 
And don't nobody want to keep hearing that shit every day, all day. You think a motherfucker want to always come home to a motherfucker that tells them what they doing for them? Like, don't nobody want to hear that shit. I'm doing this for you, I'm doing this for you, and you can't even do this. Bitch, we doing this shit together equally. If I fucked up on one thing, that ain't, no what I'm saying, that ain't everything. But like, nah, yo, I ain't fucking with him no more, fuck it. He don't do this, and he don't do that, and bye, 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 vice versa. She don't do this, and she don't do that, blah, 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 blah. And the reason why she ain't calling me, because she know she on some fucked up shit. No, the reason why she ain't calling you, the nigga was like, I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. Um, I'm just trying to fuck. And and she was fucking. Okay. You know? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I can't, I can't argue with your logic because I do, I do understand it. I do understand what you're saying. Like, they pretty much have already moved on. It was yeah. to the point where you telling them something like that. Yeah, well, they're, I, they're slacking well, I off you. But, I mean, but that, I don't see that always being the case. They could just be, you know, they didn't got hella comfortable and they're, and they're just, like you gotta, you gotta let them. You gotta put them on notice. Like, I'm, I'm peeping that this shit is lacking, and this is something that I need. So, if you ain't trying to step up, you are gonna be missing me. You know, especially if they're not lacking. If they're still doing what, um, what you expect for them to do and what they want to do in the relationship, you know. And what they need in return, you didn't slacked off. Then that there's a conversation that needs to be had. You know. You're right, but that conversation shouldn't be the uh, what I'm uh, what you ain't gonna get no more. Well, some people take it there. You know what I'm saying? Because some people look at it as a tip for tat thing. And then some people are just like being a realist. Like if you don't, you know, straighten up and fly right, then I'm not going to beg you to do it. I'm going to go and find somebody else that don't have a problem with doing it consistently. Then go do that. I'm just one of them people. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just one of them. It's like, but and, and, Maybe I'm biased. I'll know mm. what I'm saying. Maybe I'm biased because I know, know what I'm saying. I know what I do um, that I don't uh, look for rewards for. And that's only because I've grown as a man. And, so, and I get that too. But the thing is, is that like, like if when you're in a relationship, if there was something that you were doing in the beginning and there's something that they've told you from the beginning that they need in a relationship and you had no problem with doing it in the beginning, you understood, you have no problem. And then you slacked off, then a conversation needs to be had. So you let that person know, hey, X, Y, and Z, you know what you write. I have been slacking. I'll do better. Okay, that's all I ask. Then it falls off again. And then it falls off again. And then more things are falling off too. Then, then another conversation is had. So where you're getting fed up with having these conversations and you just like, you know what? I need this. I need that. I need the third. You were doing it before. Now you're having a problem with with doing it. If you don't want to do it, I'm not going to beg you to do it. I'm just going to find another motherfucker that will do it. 
You know what I'm saying? Now, do you want it? Do you want it to get to that point or nah? So I'm putting you on notice. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't be mad. You can't be mad at that because at least I'm not trying to go find somebody else. And it could be very well that you're not out there doing something else. It's just some shit that you done slacked off on. So we need to we need to figure this shit out. If this is what you want, this is what I need out of this relationship. You know what I'm saying? And it could be a simple fix. It could be something that you didn't even realize that you weren't doing. You know? So, yeah, I mean. I agree. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Just like you was with me. Like, I, I totally agree. Um, because that shit does happen. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. You get comfortable you and know, you, you slack. You run into those things. Yeah. You get comfortable and you slack. Now, where the problem lies is when you do go step out without having a conversation. That's where the problem lies. Now, that's a real issue. Because now, now if you get caught cheating or whatever, and you get confronted about that, you, like, the the go-to response is, oh, but you weren't doing X, Y, and Z. Well, motherfucker, you didn't say that that was an issue that I wasn't doing X, Y, and Z. You acted like shit was straight. Well, you need to say something. If that's what you need, you need to say something instead of going to find somebody else to do it and having me here. Now you lying, leading the double life. Now, now it's a bigger problem because now you lost me on some bullshit when it could have been a simple fix. And this is why it's the fucked up song. <laughs> right. Because it doesn't give you any concept or of where this, uh, where this happened and, and, and where this fucking um, wedge um, came into this relationship, so it could have been many things. Yeah, yeah, but you the know, issue the, is here. The, yeah, the the thing for me is with a song like this, when you're compiling everything I'm doing, I'm doing wrong. Uh, I'm gonna always uh, double back on to um. What, has, what what is this relationship uh, became? Because if you're telling me everything I'm doing wrong and what I'm not going to get anymore, um, this started from somewhere. When did it start? And why you didn't say it from the get-go? Because I understand the whole thing about, you know, um, I've talked about this before and I've talked about this before. Um, what people got to understand about people is if they're not used to a certain way of living, they have to adapt to it. And adaptability doesn't, um, it, it's not an overnight thing. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you are going to say a lot of things until you're blue in the face. Just like you, uh, people hate to, to have children. They hate to say things over and over again to their children. Yeah. Sometimes that's what you have to do for a motherfucker to actually get it. And I hate to say it like that, but that's the honest uh, God truth, especially in dealing with a relationship. And I'm not saying everything. Like, I'm not saying you got to over and over again say to your fucking, to you fucking blue in the face to stop cheating on me. Um, I'm never going to say that. Like, you shouldn't even have those type of conversations. Um, and I'm also not saying um, you should uh, over and over again uh, tell a motherfucker that you, uh, you, you seek valida- uh, validation or love validation. It's certain things that uh, certain people know about you in the beginning of a relationship that you can't keep up. But certain things always are just lapsed on people because of how people are. 
It could be how people were raised. It could be how um, um, just people view certain things. It's, uh, certain things are left off, and you're going and, and those things you're gonna always say over and over again until you're blue in the face because them people don't understand it the way you do. Mm -hmm. um, even with that being said, it's not a, a ultimatum in that. You you shouldn't do that. I just recently did this. I'll, I'll just because this is a fucked up song of the podcast. I'll recently tell you some shit that happened to me. Um, on Mother's Day, um, I mixed the days up because I never celebrated Mother's Day. I don't know anything about it. My mother just joked with it, so she never celebrated. So I confused the 14th with the 15th. I had a bunch of shit planned out for the 15th that I was going to do for Mother's Day. Didn't pan out because on the 14th, she was like, damn, you ain't even going to wish me a Mother's Day or wonky, wonky, wonky. And I'm like, that's tomorrow. Like, in my head, I'm like, nigga, that's tomorrow. What are you talking about? And then she showed me, and I was like, oh, I do apologize. So I gave her the card, but I wasn't going to give her everything because everything was planned for the next day. So a mm -hmm. lot of things were scheduled for the next day. Mm -hmm. um, she did that Fantasia shit. She gave me ultimatums. And was that kind of was so upset about that that even though I told her I got something planned for you, it's just for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. She still was hell bent on that day, and she was mad as a motherfucker. She'll tell you she was hot as hot as fish grease. Mm -hmm. And now that very next day, I could have been that nigga that um listened to a song like this and then try to make up. And I was like, I ain't doing none of that. So when she asked me about it, I was like, nah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not about to, all that shit got canceled because of the way you fucking acted real quick and real fast. Instead of listening to what I said, you could have waited a day, but you couldn't wait a day. You had an attitude for a day and now you lost the whole nother day. You fucked up two days. Your fault. Some you did. Cause you could have just been like, oh, okay. Cool, he gave me this card, and I know I got something coming the next day. Because mm -hmm. nothing was scheduled until that day. Right, right. Um, fast forward, because I'm not one of those niggas and, and Fantasia song. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not that nigga. I waited till the shit died down, and then yesterday, I did everything that I, I told uh, that I, in my mind I knew I was going to do for Mother's Day. And she was very happy, very late, and I was like, all you had to do is just be patient. Like, I, I acknowledged my fuck up, but I wasn't going to uh, pander to the attitude. So that's one of those things, like, included in, uh, with this song. It's like, don't give me no ultimatum. Don't tell me all this shit is gone and all this and all that. Because I'm not, I'm not, I ain't playing catch up at that point. So you I ain't, put it. Ain't nobody doing no catch up. So you punished her for her for her actions. I didn't punish her. It you wasn't no, it wasn't a punish to her because she's not a kid. But I just that's what it sounded I, like. No, what it sounded like is I can't um uh, allow you to do that shit to me. You know, shoot me down and tell me that I you know what I'm saying. Um, uh, what I did to you was wrong and. I wasn't thinking about you when I was thinking about you. I just made a mistake on what day it was. Yeah. 
I mean, what I get not, that. I get that. Yeah, what I'm not going to do at the same time is double back on that because you was already, whatever you said this day, the next day, you every, now if I do it for you, you're going to be like, you only did that because I, you know what I'm saying, because I was mad uh, yesterday. No, all this shit was already planned. But I'm not going to give you the satisfaction of, of doing that. And well, when I say satisfaction, I take that back. I'm not going to give you uh, the resolve of doing that because then with uh, anybody, if, uh, I'm not going to make that uh, a, a routine where you feel like if you blow up, I'll give you what you want. But I mean, she was getting it regardless. She was going to get it regardless. Yeah. But I'm not going to give it to you because you blew up on it. Because uh, if if I gave it to you that day, you said, oh, you only doing that because I said something. No. Hell no. Well, I don't think it would have even been that because, I mean, you told her that you messed up the day and you told her that the shit was planned the next day and we're not, we're not going to change those plans. So, I don't think it would have necessarily been, oh, well, you only doing this because because it was already it was already done. Now, I'm with you up until I'm with you on the part rather that okay, you know, this ain't something I normally do cuz this is not how I was raised. However, I'm doing it anyway for you. I just messed up today. So you got to kind of give me you got you got to give me something because in, because of that instance. It's not like somebody like me who wasn't brought up Jehovah Witness that um that uh celebrated mother's day every year and know it's on a sunday you know what i mean so i think she should have you know paid it but she didn't she was upset i can i mean i can see her feeling some type of way about it not being on that day because i mean a simple looking at the calendar will tell you it's on that day. So I can see why she would be upset as well. But then I would have just paid it. Hey, it's, you know, he messed up the day. He said, he said this shit is going to happen on Monday. So we're going to we're going to make it happen on Monday. Now, if you wouldn't have did shit on Monday, then we would have had a problem. But see, that's yeah. the thing, because that's the logical way of thinking. If mm-hmm. you wouldn't have blew up that day. Yeah. I would have blew up Monday. No. I would have waited till about yeah. seven, seven 30. Ain't shit happening. You would have blew up Monday if I didn't, you know what I'm saying, if I didn't do nothing. Right. The thing is, she blew up on that day. You yeah. know, and it's, it's, uh, shout out to Jasmine. I, I'm, I'm not shooting Jasmine down or nothing. We've had a long conversation about that, and she understood where I was coming from. And then she did admit, like, you know, yeah, I, I just overreacted. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thing. Um, when she overreacted, then she gave me that attitude that she did. When I say she gave me an attitude, um, people that's listening to me right now, um, you do not ever, ever in life forget Mother's Day when you have a pregnant um, uh, woman because um, those emotions are serious because I'm never going to downplay her emotions like I told her I would never downplay her emotions. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I don't ever want anybody to think because they blow up in front of me then I play catch up and try to make you feel better. No, you have to live in those feelings. Now, what if the blow-up is justified? If the blow-up is justified, then, yeah, you gotta you, you deal with that. You you deal with that and you move on. I just knew the blow-up wasn't justified. 
So I wasn't going to, I, I wasn't going to do none of that. Like I wasn't, I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to play catch up with that because like I said, and even she'll admit if she was here, uh, next time she's here and we ever talk about it, even she'll admit she, uh, she said like, yeah, if you did something for me Monday, I would have been like, yeah, that's only because uh, he forgot. I'm like, nah, I had a bunch of shit. Like the shit that I got for her, you can't just come up out of a day. This shit, I had to go to a jeweler and get this shit done and engraved and all this shit. Like things I, I know what I'm saying. I know what I'm saying. These shits was there mm-hmm. and ready. Like reservations, all these things that you know what I'm saying. I set up, but I, w- I was like, nah, I ain't going to play catch up because I ain't going to make another, I ain't going to make the situation worse by you thinking I'm going to play catch up. What I'm going to do is as soon as you settle down, I'm going to give you what I told you I was going to give you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would have preferred for you to have just done it on Monday, but if she agrees with how you handled it, then that's that, that works for y'all. Again, yeah. you would have agreed to that because when I would have told you that, Lindsay, and um, I ain't saying there's anything wrong with Jasmine, but I just know pregnant emotions go haywire. What I'm saying is, you would have agreed to that because you would have said, oh, okay. Well, shit, something better come up Monday. Mm-hmm. And shit would have came up Monday. You yeah. wouldn't have looked at the card that I gave you and tossed that bitch in the trash and told me that you was going to know what I'm saying. I, I'm going to just spend uh, I, I'm gonna just spend my day in my daddy's house. Mm. Like, you wouldn't have did that. Yeah. Had you have did that, the nigga you was with would have been like, I'm not about to show up Monday because she going to think I'm, pl- I'm, 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 I'm lying now like, I just made this shit up. Yeah. Yeah, but it, I mean, if you said the whole like engraving and stuff like that, yeah, you can't just come up with that on a Sunday to have it ready on a Monday. Exactly. You know, so, yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. Like a pregnant woman's emotions would be um, a little elevated. So, you do have to, um, you know, give her, give her a little grace for that. And I did. I mm-hmm. gave her, I gave her full grace for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I gave her full grace because I love her. And she's, you know what I'm saying? That's my girl. And I, you know what I'm saying? I, I would, uh, I'd give her the world if I could. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but even, uh, even she said, like, she, 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 uh, uh, even she said, she'll tell you, like, you know, I'm, I'm. She was glad that, you know, I presented that shit when I presented that shit instead of it, you know what I'm saying, presenting it like when she was still mad for real because she wouldn't, yeah. you know what I'm saying, she wouldn't have appreciated it. Yeah. Well, that goes to, you know, knowing the person that you're with, you know what I'm saying, and how you guys operate in your relationship. Because, you know, every every everybody's relationship is different. So there's not one answer to a scenario because it's not everybody's not a not um the same exactly you know so the way one person would have handled it another person probably have another a whole different ideology on how to handle it yeah so but she hit you with the i ain't gonna beg you uh speech huh (laughs) yeah she did that. She hit me with all that. She went. I'm talking about. She went ham. When I say she threw my shit in the trash, I was like, "What?" Yeah, that 
That would have hurt my heart if somebody throw my car I in said, the trash. Damn. Yeah. I'll sit there like, you don't even know what I got planned for you. Mm-hmm. Like, like you don't even know what I got. Like, I was like, damn, you gonna do? I said, you know what? And she'll tell you. I said, hey man, we not gonna argue about this. You have you feel that I can feel, and um, I left it at that. Yeah, yeah. But and, just um, for future reference, um, Mother's Day is always on a Sunday in May. Now the date right. might change. But it was always on a Sunday in May. <laughs> right. Because that's all I did. Like, I just looked up Mother's Day and then pulled up the 15th, so I thought it was the 15th. Yeah, you probably looked it up for 2022. Yeah, I don't know how I looked it up, but I know it came up the 15th, so I knew I had to get everything together for the 15th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. And that's just me trying. Right, right, right. Right. But I mean, at least you tried because you you could be an individual that's just like it's against my religion and leave it at that. You know I what I mean? Because I've dealt with motherfuckers that certain things, they just never um, celebrated and that's just what it was. So. And that's the thing is Anybody in relationships, I'll tell you that now. Unless y'all have um, one of those relationships where you already stepped in and said, this is not going down around me. Um, I never did that with Jasmine. Uh, so we're, we're, we're different in that aspect. She understands that um, I don't really uh, do holidays, so I, I don't uh, I don't care about certain things. Like, um, if the shoe was on the other foot, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have cared if she for, uh, forgot about Father's Day. Because I've never experienced it, it's one of those things that you 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 don't miss what you don't have. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't have bothered me, but um, with her, she's seen it growing up. She's seen holidays growing up. Um, I've never seen them, so I don't trip off certain things. Like if she told me I didn't get you nothing for Christmas, it's not gonna be a sweat off my back. Mm-hmm. Because I know what she does for me all year anyway, so I love her for that. Yeah. Um. But I'm different. Again, I'm not everybody else. Right. Some people would take offense to that. I would never. Right. Right. Some people would be a big deal. Some people it won't be a deal at all. Some people it's exactly. a deal breaker. So. Yeah. 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 But that that is um Fantasia ain't gonna beg you. So um, what is Jerry's final thought? don't have anything to say? No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shoot. Jerry's final thoughts. Um, we've watched another icon uh, pass um, and go into uh, their next journey in life. Um, we've watched a young man um, almost we, we, we don't know what the outcome is, but um, as we see, he almost lost a promising future. I guess my uh, Jerry's final thoughts at this point would be um, to understand the, the small time that we have on this earth and the level that we have this small time on earth. Some of us have moments where we can be um, great. 
we can be <coughs> destructive. Um, everybody in uh, John Morant's generation, uh, they can hold him of high esteem, and they can say, uh, you know, what he did was justified, and they can ride with that. And that's cool. You have uh, your opinion, and you can ride with that. I happen to be the, uh, in a generation that was a couple of uh, generations under Jim Brown, where I realized everything he did um, at one point actually meant something for us. So let's try to maintain that type of uh, community, but individuality, like, as far as we're concerned, we need to be protective over us. Certain things will hinder us. We need to take a, a second thought of if we're going to actually, quote unquote, pull the trigger or not. <clears throat> and as always, take care of yourself and others. Right. Thank you for that. And this is episode 80 of The Ish We Talk. So we will see you guys for episode 81. Bye. Exactly.